we interviewed Lance Burton the other day in our podcast, mm. and we're like, you know, you signed a hundred million dollar deal with Monte Carlo in 1996 or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I was, you know, 36 when I went in and I was 50 when I came out. Like I'm 36 right now. So I was like, whoa, someone offered me a hundred million dollars right now. That's crazy. It's crazy how far in your career you can feel like you are at 36 and still it, 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 when I look at Lance's life in my magic mind, that's his career was 36 to 50. Mm. And then you look at guys like fucking Joe Rogan or whatever, get a $200 million deal when they're 48. And yeah. then that's mm. like for somebody that's younger, someone 18 years old, be like, Oh, Joe Rogan's, they don't know fear factor and, and, and yeah. radio and, and all of his mm. comedy shows and stuff. Everyone's markers just moves and it's different. And it's hard to even know. Uh, it's hard to not be discouraged if you're not doing well. And it's hard to convince your wife that it's going to be okay one day if you're not doing well. They're guys. They do magic. They are the magic guys. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we've replaced Jason. He's out of here. He's gone. We've, uh, we've auditioned a few people and we've gone with Wes and Alex. Welcome to the podcast, my friends. Hey, sir. Here. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I told the wife I should have wore the tux. I told her she she shot it down. I, I tell you, man, I'm just trying to hear uh, tame some lions, some real big. And anyway, I won't say it. Uh, he's not wearing any pants, by the way. He's just like just this, just the top. Same. I was going the same route. Jason, was the last time either for me. Is it me? Is it what? Is it me? He's too big I, now. Hundred thousand subscribers. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think I think that's what it is. I mean, you must have felt the same thing, Alex, <clears throat> when you blew up yeah, from your well, video. Yeah, right here. This is my play right here. Yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful thing. And now your careers have you finally made it to a peak where now you're the host of uh, the Magic Guys podcast. How's it feel? Must feel pretty good. Oh man, it's amazing. And I'm gonna do it in French. So, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need we, people watching are gonna be very happy about that. Yes, bonsoir. We do need to <laughs> target our French audience a little more, our demographic. We have none. Do we so. see the comments, by the way? Oh, the comments are going. Yeah, oh, right. What's up, guys? My look. Nice one, Bob. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's live until right now. So Alex didn't even tell me we were doing this. Literally, I wake up this morning to a, 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 an Instagram post from you guys being like, Wes and Alex. And I'm like, what the hell? So I re yep. reposted it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, because he says to me, he's like, I'm going to come over. I said, great. He's like, I got to do this thing at like seven. I'm like, cool. You yep. can use my office. But he meant we have to do a thing at seven. So, <laughs> so you caught me in my favorite outfit. I'm sorry. I won't talk too much. You guys, you lead the podcast. I just didn't know it was going to be here. Shut up, dude. Now we get the good guest. Yeah, this is, I mean, like I was saying, sometimes that's how the best podcasts happen is when you don't even know you're doing one. Yep. We yeah. get you in your, in your natural state, which obviously yeah. this is how you are around the house in okay. a tux and a... <laughs> Ringmaster jacket. Uh, on I my mean, first visit, they hoodwinked me into thinking this was a Christian book reading book and uh, group, and suddenly I'm here now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We interviewed Doug on the podcast, and he and we just never let him go. We just kept calling him up every week. I have such a big head. Like when I do this, like it's, it's, it's <laughs> you know they say most of the big stars have big heads. That's well, true. True story. Uh, well, Has true. anyone? Alex, has anyone told you you look like the character Darren from the Animal Kingdom? No. The series? Oh, what, what's Animal Kingdom? Oh, shit. You ever seen that show? No. Oh, Show dude. me a picture. Let's find a picture. All right. Yeah. Are you yeah, seeing that? Are you seeing that, Wes? Wow. I can't unsee this no, now. No, picture not. 
Dude, it's a great series. Um, it's about it's yeah, it's kind of like a you know this family live in LA. They're all um into rob like robbing places and doing jobs and stuff. They're kind of Whoa. a badass family. I'll take it. He's I'll take it, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, can you show? Can you show them the? Uh, yeah, check this out. Like that, like Alex has like, this exact jacket, dude. That's isn't that, jacket. isn't that just insane? <laughs> I appreciate it. So, like, try it. and imagine Alex was attractive, and that's the guy. Right? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. His, what his dad was aiming for when he came inside da- uh, his mom? That's what he's going for. <laughs> nope. Speaking okay. of which, speaking of which, let's welcome uh, Jason to the podcast. Jason's <laughs> here. Yeah. Hey guys, it's fine. It's nice to finally be a part of the Magic Guys podcast. I've been trying to get on here for a few years now. Um, Did you bring your Bible? (laughs) Jason, why are you late? Yeah, I'm not late. You're early. You just got up. Oh man, bringing you up right now? No, no. My computer rebooted, so I just went to jump on and it rebooted. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm. Hey, listen, listen here, Alex. You can be as judgmental as you want, but. I saw a photo of you looking handsome. So, <laughs> okay, I'm right now. Josh told me that it was fucking formal dress. So yeah. here I am. Well, Jace, we've got a couple of drunk Canadians on our podcast, so this is the best episode yet. I think we oh, can really get the, the biz. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Wes, what is that uh, sexy-looking book to your right? I mean, oh, I don't. Oh, let me grab that for you. Ah. Uh. This is Abraka Dumbass. This is uh, this is my entire career from the day I quit my day job to when we got our TV show, Big Trick Energy. It comes complete with 16 routines plus seven other ideas. I didn't really work out very well. And, uh, yeah, it's my life's work right here. It's still available at westbarker.shop. We have 20 copies left, all signed, hardcover. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, very limited, just for fun. Yeah, how is it? It must be limited. How is there a book I don't know about? When did this happen? Perfect pitch, bro. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've been writing this book for three years. We, I started writing it in November 2019 with my buddy Travis. I'm he's looking like, at it. I'm looking yeah, at it online right now. Yeah, my buddy Travis like, hey, you have so much material. It's time to put something out because I never put anything out into the magic community. Mm. And mm. I said, well, if I launch something, I want to do it solo. Sucks. My tricks do suck, but also, you know, I just I wanted to uh, be mysterious. Uh, so no, I, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we worked on it for three years and finally it just takes that long to make a good book. Yeah, it does. I'm super proud of it. So then yeah, it's, the, uh, the, uh, it's very expensive and it's hardcover and magicians, you know, they, they should buy it. But all of my other fans, I kind of didn't really think about that and they want to buy something too, but they don't want to buy this. They don't want to learn 16 routines. They don't want to pay $150 for hardcover signed, whatever. Uh, so I rewrote 70% of this to make a paperback. Uh, that's going out just for non-magicians in April. And so it's done. It's in the editor now, but it'll go up to like the masses. And that was going to be like 30 bucks. I'm really excited for that because I got to take out a lot of these tricks and I got to tell them a bunch of other great stories. Uh, so like, dude, this has been so fun because even if no one bought it, mm-hmm. I would have it. Yeah, you know, sure. and you can look back on it in your life. The uh, stories, the stories is worth the, the book. They're like like road yes. stories, for stories <laughs> of being a variety entertainer and and just kind but of a biography it's, style. It's uh, it's it's uh, road stories. You know, best and worst gigs. I'm very honest about the kind of money that you can make nice. live or on internet, all that stuff. Uh, 
you know, random famous people you, you'll run into that are into magic. Uh, you know, the behind the scenes of America's Got Talent and Penn and Teller. Cool. And I, I'm very honest. Like, I'm, I'm like lawsuit honest with a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a valuable resource, actually. That's what we like. Cool. Very, very cool. Nice. Ticket T is asking, how much is the book, Wes? Uh, it's 150 USD for this book. If, you, uh, if you're not interested in learning all of my life's work, you can wait to the paperback. That'll be 30. But if you buy it right now, you're going to get a Wes Barker deck for free also, right? That's good. That's Ooh. Cool. You get a deck what? Of cards for I'm, well, I'm, I'm halfway there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actual book now. <laughs> right, where'd you get that one from, Josh? Oh, I got it from you, buddy. <laughs> Jason, tell us the story. What's going on, man? You've been working cruise ships. What are you doing? All right, it's not about me. It's all about you, my bro. Well, I, it's all about, I, all about you and El Senor haircut here. <laughs> It's so crazy. It's so crazy that Jason thought that photo was a photo of Alex (laughs) that you showed us at the start, by the way. No, I I knew it wasn't Alex. That's why I said I saw Brutus the Barber beefcake look there. (laughs) How are you? uh, How are you doing these days, Alex? I didn't see much of you online anymore. Where you been? Working on new stuff, new material, new videos to um, just upload new videos. I'm, I'm trying to get away of magic a little bit. Okay. Yeah, mm. just fun meme videos of like me and my cousin reacting and laughing about stupid stuff because meme videos are super popular right now. Short and form, long form. Super short. Super yep. short. Yeah, yeah. It's like five seconds. Wow. And it's just funny to get a little bit more followers, a little bit more traction on on, on my page also on Instagram. Uh, but I'm still addicted to magic. I'm never gonna quit that. And there's uh, good stuff coming up for sure. Working on shows also, helping other magicians. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Alex, good, Alex and I were actually in a long conversation. Right and now. I'm single now. So, hey. Alex, congratulations, oh, man. You guys are the perfect. <laughs> this alex and i were in a long conversation earlier about how you go from one bracket of price point for your live show Mm -hmm. to the next bracket because like Mm. you have these return customers that are like well we charged you you charged this much last year and and then you're like ah and like especially like a guy like alex who who went from doing nothing just a piece of garbage to do some tricks right (laughs) And then he got a TV show, right? And now, it's like, because I was performing your material, bro. I know. Don't don't yes. do that. Don't buy my book. No, no. Uh, but then he he goes up and he levels up and he's and he's got a lot of credits now. And he's like, how do I convince them that I'm worth more than six bucks when I've been charging six bucks for so many years? And, mm. and do you guys have any input on on, on how to? Because I was like, just say it and hope and just like go. Hey, that's the price now. What do you guys think? I think you I just think- put your price up. Just fucking change your price. Yeah, I mean, stop doing the kids shows. Adults will pay a bit more. Yeah, that would that'd be a first thing. Thanks for the tip. And yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I, I do I, I agree that there is a big gap from working, you know, regular, you know, your agent gigs where an agent books any magician, slots it in, you go do the party. That's going to get you one rate. When they want Alex Boyer, yeah, you pay for the Alex Boyer price and. You level up to that if you keep at it and do the right things. That's that's a that's an interesting point. So you're saying, Doug, it's okay to do whatever the agent gets you. Do those ones if you're available, and then when it's your when someone calls you direct and they want, I want to book Alex Boyer, then you go, boom, here's the big money. Like 
You know what I mean? I, I think that might- is, uh, I think that's the transition. Recently, I made the decision for me, no more agent gigs, and especially in this market. And it's probably depends on where you're working and what agent you have. But the ones in New Orleans, in my experience, don't cut the mustard for me. You know, even when they bump it up, it's not enough. And I'm just like, you know what? Quit calling me. Did, uh, I'm working much less. Did your things on the social media help you to get a little bit more gigs with that? Like, so it certainly helps perceive value when I ask more money from other clients. You know, when I say I have a million followers online, then it's going to be upwards of a thousand dollars to get me to your event instead of whatever two hundred that that the agent wants to pay. Right. You know, or it's I, definitely I really, a. No, you go, Wes. Go. Oh, I was going to say I I I uh, I really been struggling uh, hard with this because I, I was at the same price point for a while. And then I'm like, I kept noticing, like, I'm like, my credits are growing. My show's obviously better. You know, back when I got my first, uh, uh, you know, ever corporate stage show was like 2008. I call it the crime of the century. And I got $1,200 mm-hmm. for 400 people at a, at a, at a whatever accounting firm. And 400 people is insane. And I was doing close yeah. over my head. It was brutal. And then, uh, but over the years, you know, I've been like settling into like 3,500, 5,000, like, okay. And then Big Trick Energy happens. I get on some uh, more shows, Penn and Teller, all these other shows. And I'm like, oh, I have all of the credits. I should be up there with all the other guys. Mm-hmm. So I bumped my shit up to like 10 grand. And uh, and then I lost the gig to a fellow Canadian, Chris Funk, for 40. Th- he charged like 40 grand for the same wow. gig. And I was like, oh, I thought I went and bumped it up. And I wasn't even fucking in the ballpark. So they're like, yeah, mm. well, so like, there's no, watching, oh, there is no upper limit. It's just, do you have the, uh, the clout to back it up and the balls to say the number? I yeah. Think, mm, right. I don't know. Well, yeah. You I have think some talent. Cause if you don't have that, you're only going to get one gig. So, yeah. You know, you better yeah. have a really good one time, big number. I mean, I can share one thing I've noticed <clears throat> and it's pretty much what you're saying was like every year I up my fees in r- close up. Yeah. So I, during the the peak time, you know, like from October to December. And every year I'm amazed that everyone books me just the same, but now I'm getting more money. And it, the only difference is I'm actually asking for it. So hey, Josh, do you, do you charge more money or do you let them stand closer? Do I charge? Say that again. <laughs> money or do you let them stand closer? Where are you screaming, bro? We have the mic, man. They can right. Sorry, I get very excited. Right. I'm the same way. Yo, your office right now is filled with dildos and a razor. Like, <laughs> I don't think that Canadian uh, translated to to my English just yeah, then. That's yeah, fair. they stand they stand close. <laughs> but this is just in terms of close up, anyway. And uh, and last year I started charging an absurd amount. I would think the joke flew over your head there, Josh. Curious, uh, how do you (laughs) approach this professionally? Do you tell your clients in an email, I'm bumping it up again this year? No. You just so. So when I, when I first finished school, I'll make this short because this is not really about me, but when I, when I first finished school, I did my personal training course. I thought I would become a, a PT and they told us this story of a really successful trainer and he would start with a low fee, fill up his, his diary and then he would double his fee and he'd lose half the clients, but now he's still making the same amount. And now he has half of his calendar free. Then he'd fill that back up again, double the fee, lose half. And he'd keep doing this until eventually he's making a crazy amount with only like four clients. That makes sense. So for, 
So for me, yeah, I hit the new rate. I make sure that, you know, my website, my promo video, the perceived value is still on point. But I know some, <clears throat> I know some people aren't going to book me, but I've still, I'm still earning like way more than I did the year before um, with this new fee. And even though some clients maybe don't book me this year. Interesting. Why do you think we're reluctant to talk about the actual price? Even right now, we kind of are a little bit. I kind of said one out loud. And I felt like kind of weird about it. But like, why do you think that's sort of the normal for magicians? It feels uh, yucky, doesn't it? Like even comedians, they're like, it feels like gross to talk about. I don't. I, I mean, off air, I'm always talking about that, that kind of stuff to help out our fellow, fellow wizards. But We're pretty down off air. But on air, where people are wondering, like, there's new magicians being like, I don't know. I'm new. I've been doing this a few years. I'm really good. I don't know what to charge for an hour of close up. And mm -hmm. they literally else. So you get a mentor chump. They're out there doing Jason stuff for 50 <laughs> bucks, right? Yeah. And, and maybe it should it be 300. We don't, no one knows where to start. That's the yeah. weird thing. And, it, and we're all very secretive, which I do get to a point, but I'm wondering what you think about that. Cause like, I think magic is still new, man. Even if it's out there, like even for like beginners to like, nobody saw magic life. You know what mm. I mean? I need another drink. I, I would hazard a guess that <laughs> when people do see it live and the people that are working are semi-pro at best, not proud of what they're doing, and don't want mm. to talk about their $100 gigs that much. That's where the majority of the work going on for magicians in the world. I think you're right about that for sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's I'll a, talk it about it. It's tough, I mean, right? If you're <clears> looking <throat> to be a pro, it's hard to figure out what to do. That's for sure, right? Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So like in Australia, I, for a stage corporate show, I'll charge five grand, right? Like plus tax, like GST we have here. Yeah. Um, and if an agent, if an agent books that, then they'll take their cut from that. So it's like a gross fee. Um, and then if I'm doing close up, when I first started doing close up, well, like the first ever gig I did was like for a hundred bucks. But like when I, in my first year, I, I was only charging like maybe 300 bucks an hour, which coming from a day job seemed like an, a crazy amount. And then I think the next move was I started charging like 500 an hour. Then I bumped it up the next year to 700, then 800. Then I was like, oh, I'll just go a thousand an hour. And now currently it's like 1500 for one hour, 2000 for two hours. That's the kind of like for, for roving anyway. You have no um, idea how helpful that is. Somebody watching right now yeah. is freaking the fuck out because that is so helpful, dude, yeah. that you said that aloud. Absolutely. Like, seriously. For like, sure. Look, I have a whole fucking chapter about like what I used to charge. Yeah. Now, mm. now people are also booking Josh Norbito, who has television credits and showman credits and oh. has been a pro for 10 years, and they're not, yeah, I mean, not coming out of the right. Step one is important. Rather than Yeah, thanks, Doug. I mean, rather yeah, rather than seeing snowstorm or bolorama or whatever, they're seeing like backflips and beatboxing and dancing and all this stuff mixed in with magic. It's a different, yeah, fairly unique act, I would hope. Right. Yeah, you you, you, uh, you lost me there. I, I don't want to watch it anymore. Uh, <laughs> good, good, yeah. <laughs> I forgot you did the beatboxing and, and stuff. That's cool. That's really good. That's crazy. That I'm, still working, I'm still working on that act that I was sort of riffing with you on you know, a few I, months I, back. Oh, yeah. Dude, I can't believe yeah. I forgot about that till right now. Ooh, I hope. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So when when are you two gonna do a three six five video challenge? It seems to work. I mean, no, Jason, apparently it works. No, I I'll, I'll, I'll Jason do it. You know, it's it's right. Yo, are you doing it or no? Are you still doing yeah. that or? Yeah, 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 doing it. No, but for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day day forty six. <clears throat> so 
how what are the what are the percentage you guys think? What are the odds of Jason finishing it? Because last time he got to 166 days before he stopped. You, you, what you tell you the truth? If someone can do it, it's Jason. He, he has every fuck every fucking skills in my head. <laughs> dude, he can do a real routine so good. A card trick, a slide, everything, dude. Anything you do is amazing. You have enough tricks for. Thanks, uh, yeah, Jason, yeah. I gotta tell you, man, you, you come up a lot in um, regular just Canadian magician conversations. You yeah. come up quite a bit. Yeah, man. Like we, we like what you're doing. Yeah, and dude. everyone walks around being like, well, that's pretty good. It deserves a like and share. Does <laughs> <laughs> it become a meme now, like a running joke? Oh, yeah. It's crazy for us that you, you've mastered everything. Literally, man. Wait. I've mastered everything. I'm, I'm really bad at mentalism. Oh, uh, well, really? Yeah, you're no, going to get there. I'll do mentalism then. Well, all we're saying is that if, if you're not succeeding, it's just your personality that's the problem. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, that's I'm good. going the other way, brother. Trust me. I'm trying to be all fucking personality. Do, do, we, have any, <laughs> do we have any questions in the chat, by the way? Oh, no. no. Come no? on. Like, yeah, no. stage hands and assistance, question mark. I mean, yeah, don't. Don't. <laughs> there's no question it just says stage hands and assistance oh, i yeah. really don't like having anyone else involved in my show even on a technical like running your music or your lights or anything because sometimes you're in a pub sometimes you're in a in a, in a stadium with a, or a theater with 2000 people like you don't know if you're going to have the world class lighting that does uh mm. you know, jerry seinfeld's <laughs> show or you're going to end up on some college campus standing on a milk crate mm. like you know so i want my show to be able just to be so self-contained. So I don't work with anybody I have in the past for like one-off shows and they're so stressful. I can't. Do you, do you travel with tech uh, lighting at all or uh, what audio are you using then? I, I, I do travel with a tech for music all the time just for to, to get the perfect use. I just don't trust a lot of people when, when it comes to that. I want to be on point all the time with music. Lighting is... Yeah doesn't really matter for yeah. me, illusions and stuff like that. But music is is key for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Where is it? Are you using, uh, are you rocking an audio ape? What are you using? Uh, I, I'm using, I'm rolling with nothing, no music at all. I do like a stand-up comedian, dead silent, whitewash on the stage. Really? Just turn the lights on and just let it go. But and, you're amplified. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 used to, I used to bring my own headset mic, my, my countryman, like all wireless. I used to carry that for probably like eight years. I'd bring that with me. Mm -hmm. And over the last four or five years, I've left that at home and I've requested it in my rider. And then the odd time they can't, I said, I need a mic on a stand. And uh, I, I've just really adapted to, I watched Justin Willman one time down in LA. We were doing a show together uh, at the Nerdist comedy show before it closed down. And he was rocking that handset mic, like no magician I'd ever seen. Yes. Yeah. He was owning it like it was his favorite thing. And I was like, and then Eric LeClaire, our good oh, yeah. buddy, he, he rocks the handheld. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wow, that's always at every venue. So I started saying, I'm going to learn it. I yeah. this. This is better. Mm -hmm. It is. Just grow up and use this. Uh, but if they don't have it, you can always do that. So after COVID gave us all the reset button, I said, when I go back, I'm going to do nothing but handhelds for the first 25 shows. And, nice. I, and I relearned. And now I can actually do it really well. And I like it. So I'm, mm. I'm I literally have nothing now. I request the headset if they don't have it. I'll use the handheld, but no music, nothing else. Like I just need to be. I just don't know. I'm in so many shitty situations. 
I'm in a bar in Newfoundland or I'm on a, a stage in, in Vegas, you're going to get different things. I just don't want my show to depend on that. Right. Um, I'm not right about that. It's but crazy. I, I didn't know you. I, I didn't know you didn't use like any music for your shows. That's crazy to me, man. That's so funny because I don't use any music for my shows either. Really? Thank yeah. you. Like yes. I started. I started making new shows as well. And uh, the I mean, last he also thing, doesn't use a venue. It's either. the last. Well, yeah, but I also also do uh, the biggest festivals in the world, though, brother. So. <laughs> so I mean, like, who's, who's, use who's music really winning here? <laughs> use music to draw their crowds. You don't use any of that at all. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, power, it's, it's just the power of good yeah. performance, Josh. Yeah, Jason. What, Jason, what is your primary? I don't. What, what is your primary venue that you're performing in? What are you doing? Like Edinburgh stuff, like fringe stuff. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. Well, these days, yeah, these days it's like uh, buskers festivals. I do gigs as well. Like I do a lot of law firm gigs. Funnily enough, I get hired at law firms all the time. I, I don't know why. I'm not sure why law firms specifically. They know they're going to get their money back from you later. <laughs> that's right yeah but that's you can right. go down on the weekend and going a day in sydney right <laughs> just go down on the waterfront and fill up a uh, pockets full of money yeah yeah streets streets uh you know like people underestimate just how good street performing actually is yeah um, I'm, I'm living proof that you can make you know well over six figures from streets alone that's fucking so, awesome yeah yep and then uh and then gigs uh gigs for me uh i have a weird mentality for gigs because i actually really hate gigs like i just don't like doing it i just find them so annoying and boring like we're well, going to a gig to walk around and do close-up magic is one of the one of the claws on a chalkboard type of thing for me i just don't like it you know i agree when i go to, i'm curious do you ever bring your street rig and set up street style and work a gig that way like uh, no not really now if i'm doing close-up i'm doing close-up but yeah. i i do have like a pretty uh funny policy with it all where like I don't wear suits and stuff. Like I'll mm -hmm. go to a gig, I'll go to a gig dressed the same way that I am in my, you know, my videos and stuff. Where it's like I'm wearing this sock beanie and <laughs> I just walk in there and I'm like, "G'day guys, I'll be a magician today." Yeah. Listen, do you ever get when I when I go to gigs, I, I sometimes get that because I'm very similar. I'll dress like normal and I, and they'll come up and be like, "Wes, oh, I'm glad you're here. Oh my god, uh, do you need somewhere to change?" <laughs> uh no i think they're pretty i think they're pretty onto the like i think my my whole brand is that i kind of look like a hippie magician yeah and so when i show up to a gig it's like they almost expect me to rock up and just nice look like and for and for you did it help with all the tiktok stuff and the social media did it help a little bit yes definitely Definitely. Obviously, the social proof is is great. I mean, you've got enough social proof too, man. A hundred and something k on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wes. That is a wrestling party. Man, you in that tux and a wrestling ring. I could be your manager. We can make bank with this act. Do you guys want to hear a crazy thing that uh, Doug McKenzie? Do you guys know who Doug McKenzie is? Yes. Yeah. 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 So like. He doesn't, you know, put out anything. He's just the, the greatest fucking magician alive. And his shit kills. If, if Doug's in the room, I immediately stop doing magic. And I grab a beer and I start being a spectator. Well, yeah, but well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so he, we talked about doing close-up and stuff. And he said uh, that he doesn't like, he's like, I'm not a plumber. I don't charge by hour. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he's like, uh, he charges an exorbitant amount. He says, I'll show up your gig at this time and I'll just be there. 
And he's like, I'm there. And he's like, when it's done, basically. And he will, he's sort of like, I'm not going to leave without showing magic to everybody. He's like, I'm not going to let you put me on a fucking 90 minute timer, one hour, two hour. He's like, fuck that. Here's the price. You pay that. I'll make sure everyone has a fucking magical experience. And then I'll bounce. Sometimes he says he's only there for an hour or two. Sometimes he's like, I stay, I stay all night. I stay whatever. And what a crazy, he's like, you charge for it. Put back that in. But he's like, it's, it's something about not being on hourly. Just like, I'm your magician. This is the event. I'm not going to run away to another event now because it's Mm. December 14th or something. Right. Goosebumps. I love an an appearance fee. Yeah. Yeah, An appearance fee, but like an elusive one. Yeah. That's That's awesome. Right. You won't won't even know. There's a secondary fee to get him to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, this is great advice. And speaking of which, we had um, I put up a post on our story asking for anyone who wanted to send in a video question um, for the boys, and it looks like we had two come in. And uh, I'll just play the first one now, and then we'll get your guys' feedback on that. Hi, guys. My name is Sophie. I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I am such a huge fan. My question is from is for Alex. So, how does it feel to be 29 and still be living at your parents' house? This is the best question. Thank you so much. What a great question. Alex, please answer this. How does it feel to be living at your parents' house, never having lived on your own ever? Because you're so it's amazing. You take care. It feels amazing. I don't have to pay anything. I'm still broke for some reason. There you go. So jealous. Uh, it's so you can come to all of our podcasts. Holy shit, that was funny. I love the yeah, I, I love the I love the the explosive energy at the start. Hey yeah. guys, what's it like being a loser? <laughs> all right, that was funny. All right, but we have. I think I think we have one more. That was funny. We'll, try, we'll go for it. Hopefully, this one's a bit. Hey guys, I'm Kelsey from California. I'm a big fan of you. I've been following for a long time, and my question is for Wes. How does it feel to have your wife? make every important life decision on behalf of the two of you. Pay <laughs> 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 these people, what is going on? Let's go. <sighs> uh, no, but tell the truth. Okay, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just in Magi Fest and I got stopped twice in Magi Fest by people just being like, oh my God, I love your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool. Like she should make so much more content. Like you're great, but like, honestly, and I'm like, cool. And we moved, we did move actually across Canada to Toronto for her job. <clears throat> so it's all like a byproduct of that. Uh, Eric actually has more to say on the subject than I do. I'm so glad he's not here, but yeah, uh, but yeah her and I are a team. We're a team. We're just, we're I think team. that you guys, I think I like, yeah, I like your content. The two of yeah. you together with the puzzles mm. and stuff like that. She's funny. She has a really organic, like, comedy yeah. bone you know you what know, i mean it's just nice I, I i love my wife on camera in the sense that uh i actually get to be like the straight man for once so what I, what I do a lot of videos with like ramsey or whatever i'm the wacko guy he's trying to keep it on the rails and i'm just doing whatever the fuck i care and he's just trying to keep it straight and narrow with my wife i'm the one trying to make the video be this thing and she just does whatever she wants so i have to like switch from my normal role of being like <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know though there's this video um of yours online well it's not it's, like, it's not even yours but you're in it that i still think's my favorite uh, featuring wes and it's the one where peter mckinnon goes to 
um, Ramsey studio. <laughs> and, you're just, and you're just randomly in the background being like, oh, sorry, guys. I uh, just trying to move my board. And it says subscribe to Wes. <laughs> and, it's just, and you keep doing like all these gags constantly. Uh, and it's just so funny. I and I thought, it, I thought it was cool. 3,000 just from pushing that thing around all day. It was so great. That's that's yeah, I, found, I found it so funny. I found <laughs> that so fucking funny. Uh, pizza too, thank God. <laughs> what is what is this question? Tig is asking, Wes, do you still have the sexy calendar your wife made with Eric? Is that a thing? That is, <laughs> what is going on? Bathroom. You guys know that story? No, no I, tell I'm us. guessing we're about to learn. Okay, so I, I guess you should. Oh, no, I do know this. Yeah, Eric, yeah, Eric made no, a, but tell a, it, tell us, tell a video us. about it. Uh, it was supposed to be for a big trick energy. We were all doing these pranks, uh, and then Big Trick Energy chickened out. Yeah, basically every good bit didn't make it yeah. on TV. So the, the thing is, like, uh, we, we fucked with each other before. They, they put me uh, with, with, like, no clothes on on a Vegas billboard. We moved Alex out of his parents' house into his own apartment. Uh, you know, we painted a mural on uh, Eric in Eric's new house. There's, like, there's something. They're all in the book. But uh, for, for the show, uh, Eric decided to give me a calendar, and the calendar is uh, a boudoir shoot. Of him and my wife. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Is that so? Every year, and, and and he got he got Chris Ramsey's tattoos all over himself. <laughs> oh my! And that is comfort in your friendship for sure. Well, this is yeah. funny because the the one thing that that the 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 network missed and Eric missed. We're good, Alex. Okay. You don't need to have this out. Oh. So the one thing that the network missed and uh, Eric kind of missed, because when he, he was very nervous, he finally gave this to me. He's very nervous, even though we weren't filming it for the TV show. And I I, I, I looked at it and I laughed and everything. He was so scared that I was going to like be upset. And I was like, it's you and my wife. My wife's so fucking funny. That's why I married her. Like, she's the funniest right. person I know. Right? If I could marry myself, I would have done that. She's next on the list, right? So right. I, I'm like, yeah, of course you two would do this is hilarious. And I'm like, like, how are you not mad? I'm like, I'm not involved. Like, it's not like, it's like my, you and my wife consensually made this funny thing to make me laugh. You're yeah. too trust more than anyone in, my, in the life to know mm. what I'm funny. Of course, that's funny to me. Yeah, also, me and Eric was filming a video of you reacting to it for his channel. Yeah. And we were both like, how is he not reacting to this? We we're just like, like, hey, look at this. And it was like, it was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. thank. thank you. <laughs> like, dude, like, I just yes. uh, my wife and I. She's a flight attendant, and I do this job, so we don't see each other that much. So our trust level is through the roof. We don't have any issues. It in has that. to be right. Yeah, We're very lucky in that in that way. But like that means this kind of thing doesn't phase me. Right. That's great. Ah, so, that's lovely. That's I, I, I feel kind of. I felt like I kind of under freaked out for them, but I was like, uh, I mean, she's there. She thought it was funny. He thought it was funny. Yeah. I married one of my best friends, and that's my other best friend. So of course it's funny. And uh, so what am I gonna do? The network thought I was gonna get mad and like start swinging at him. It's like why? It's my two best friends. It's hilarious. Anyway, Doug, this brings us to the next part of the podcast. I've made a calendar with me and your wife. Yes. <laughs> Eric also has a notoriously small penis, so I really am not concerned about him. I wonder, like, he did, he, um, did he film any behind the scenes of this shoot? Because it would have to have been the most awkward thing for them to sure. do the Eric, actual shoot. Yeah, Eric's girl at the time, Eric's girlfriend at the time was there, and we had uh, a whole, they had a whole camera crew there. And yeah, Eric said he was nervous as hell when they were shooting it. 
Um, so that would have been nerve wracking. I, I don't blame him. But yeah, they didn't film any of the behind the scenes. But man, it was so funny. The fact that he got the uh, he sat for three hours to get a guy to to shark. <laughs> and Chris didn't like uh. that. Chris, like, get those off your body. I don't want you your hands doing things that I can't prove that aren't me. Mm. <laughs> that is funny that's great oh my that's god yeah, it was a wild time a good question <laughs> with all these influences on you know all these content creators on this show right now i was watching uh logan paul and ksi are in australia right now uh i think and and i think it's to promote their their um their prime drink and their audience so they're on like the like a today show kind of thing and they went out of the building and they had an absolute sea of people, thousands of people in the street, just like shouting for them and stuff. And um, it was insane because they're not on mainstream TV yet. They had like such the biggest audience ever. Anyway, I was like, all right, maybe we could come up with our own, our own drink that would uh, go viral as well. This is just, oh boy. no, no, this is just a prototype, but I thought like this could be a working title. I dig it. Wow. Energy drink. You know, it, it is big. So big drink energy. Well, it's average, but yeah. <laughs> if this is average. <laughs> I just did a video yesterday about how average I am. Uh, I was trying to find out who the, like, how, how average the average American is. The average American for penis size is 5.4 inches, which blew my fucking mind. So like, holy shit. I yeah. mean, I mean. <laughs> they come in 59th in the world. Isn't that crazy? The biggest in- is Ecuador, averaging seven inches. <coughs> what is what is inches in centimeters? Like ten centimeters? Uh, I don't know. You got to do the math there. I'm not sure, man. I, I, I mean, we're Canadian, but Canadians don't. We, we do it all. We don't. We do. Uh, we, we measure things weirdly. So five point four inches in would be. Uh, oh, I have no idea. Not even sure. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Doug, Doug showing us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of measure perfect. No, it was weird, man. I, I was very bizarre to learn what average was because uh, you grow up thinking it's a lot longer than it is, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you, know, you grow up looking at a Goshman sponge dong, and suddenly you're not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I thought, like, oh, I'm a bit above average because of the sponge. Yeah, dong. I mean, I, I would say you're definitely above average for magicians. Like, if we're just talking the magician round. Oh yeah, magicians don't have a a good phallus. <laughs> Oh, Did you- <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. All right, Doug. All right, Doug. All right, Doug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Doug the lady oh, wow. killer. Sorry. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of which, your your beer can trig ways, the appearing beer can, it fills me yeah. every time. But is that a regular piece in your in your shows? It's uh, for a lot of years, yeah. Is it and, in the uh, book? I was just like, it's in the book. Yeah. It's one of the ones. Cause like, I can't do it anymore because I'm just too old for it. Oh. And, uh, like, I think, I think I'm 37 next month. I think that was like one of my early closers, which is really fun. Right. Um, but like, yeah, you can't do it forever. What's the appearing think. bacon. I'm not familiar with it. You should watch it right now. He's like pretty much naked yep. and he just appears out of nowhere. Just yeah, I, try, I try and I, I just thought it'd be funny. Because it's in his, uh, yeah, I have a I, I do an appearing beer in the most impossible circumstances. And uh, basically I mean, maybe I can I can probably use this. So like you take a normally like a handkerchief or whatever, right? No, 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 I, I have seen it now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And then you have your pants down, do you you're interested in that? And then you can't there's nowhere I don't know if you guys can see this, but there's nowhere to hide a beer of any kind, right? 
And if you cover it, you can pull out a, and then you can, <laughs> here, here, any kind of can. So it's <laughs> How long have you been sitting there with that ready to go? <laughs> it's, in, it's impromptu, man. That's this impromptu. It's a natural magic. sequel from having Jack Grady on last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That yes. was a great podcast, by the way. I loved it. I yeah, it. indeed. Jack right? Grady's great man. chat. Was yes. good, he has the cleanest ass of anyone I've ever met. Yeah, for sure. So much stuff goes in and out of it. Sure. He's really mm. done. Uh, that worked out. <clears throat> uh, even yeah. even Stash's gimmicks in there, like magnets. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's clever, man. Some gives it everything. Really? Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. Yeah. All right. D-Lights also. Another case, you know? It, it's yeah. hard to know, though. Like, when, I'm like, when should I stop taking my clothes off and, and closing in my underwear? You know? I'm like, I don't well, know. Well, you're in shape. You're such a no, great shape. I, I look fine. Don't but, stop that, dude. Man. I guess when wow. people stop Alex paying to so see it. Bro. <laughs> <clears throat> you're in great shape, dog. Yeah. yeah, I did a trick the other day. I have a new trick when my, like, my shirt comes off, and I made a joke about, you know, I'm like, I'm average, whatever, and I took my shirt off because whatever, and I was just joking about my body a bit. But my body's not bad enough to joke about, apparently. So I walked off stage, and a lot of people were like, bro. That, I mean, it was still funny. We had a great time, but they're like, dude, your body's great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. you do look good, man. But I, I just thought I was in the middle, you know? So, like, I was trying to joke about it. like, dude, you look way better than me. So, I alienated at least half the audience by saying, oh, that. that's fine. That's all right. Yeah. And I was like, that's all no, right. I care. And then all the other women, they were slipping and sliding. You know how it is, right? And uh, so then they broke. Yep. Down. Clean up on aisles two, three, and four. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm always working on some reason to get naked, though. I think naked is funny. Make it this funny. What about <clears throat> back in the day? Your like one of your viral videos I remember was the the girl in the the crystal casket appearing. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. The so the, yeah this yeah. is a. I, I grew up on a farm with a. We have a big workshop, and I'm really good at. I can make anything <laughs> out of wood and stuff like cabinetry, build a house, or turns out make any illusion. So my buddy loaned me a book he had uh, that was like a Steinmeier book. On illusions and i couldn't afford these fucking illusions but i could build them because i have the book now so i built into my specs i knew i had a big show coming up and i made this show i, I rented this theater i hustled to sell out every seat i could i paid extra money to everybody to uh, film it i knew this is 2014 i knew if i could get good clips on the internet they would do well because nobody had good magic clips on stage on the internet back then at all even now they're so rare even Copperfield didn't have good, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Literally, yeah that's true. Most, uh, most stage clips look really bad, don't they? Yeah. So well, they're just really short. Like, it's just really. a snippet, yeah. So that's why I was like, I'm going to get this this chick. I'm going to uh, add my little flavor of a vanishing woman. Uh, we'll get halfway, and she'll have no clothes on, and then I'll do it again, and then she'll be gone. You know, just like that. Right, great oh, idea. Yeah, I do remember seeing that clip. I lost my shit. Yeah, I thought it was so funny. I only did it once, and when I watch it back now, I'm like, oh, man, it's like, slow and not rehearse and but you do what you can with the time you have and the money you got and i did the best and i almost didn't post it but still today it's 35 million views it probably made me fifty thousand dollars over the years and it got me so many gigs even though no one ever wanted that trick again it's like oh don't do that <laughs> they got that foot in the door for them to be like do something else but don't do that that's how i heard about you man Hey man, sometimes uh, sometimes yeah. an original idea that's unrehearsed is infinitely better than the same fucking thing over and yeah. over again. Yeah, true. Just yeah, and yeah. I uh, yeah. I find I find magicians so boring. Um, typically, like I actually really don't like magicians. <laughs> ironically, that, that's enough. why he doesn't turn up to podcasts on time. He just fucking hates yeah. It. I was like, I don't know what it's going to be like chatting with these guys. I'm probably going to talk about more, card though, tricks. More and more, like magicians are fascinating and interesting i get, i used to feel this way and, and i think every year 
we unleash so many more cool, awesome editions that think more like the people we. we I think it's are. changing a lot now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think like especially especially in the last like three four years, yeah, like yeah. people like people like uh, was it Mario Lopez? Yeah, like boy. that guy. That guy is the most unique magician yeah. I've ever seen in my life, and it's just like yeah. and now that's like the standard now for quality magic. It's like you have to not only be good at magic, but you also have to have a personality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas for love- the longest time, it was like if you could do a double lift, you were a magician. Hmm. I love I love what Chris is doing. He's kind of he's kind of investigating and and sharing all these little gem Ooh. performances or magicians. You know, when he's going to these conventions. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, like- sorry, Chris. Sorry, sorry, Alex. Chris is a magician in Canada as well. I think he's nearby. Oh, yeah. he's pretty close. Yeah. Are you talking about that young fellow, Christopher Ramsey? Oh, just yeah, starting yeah, yeah. up. Well, you know oh, what. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of- I think I uh, I think I saw a couple of his clips recently. He's not bad. He's all right. We we went to uh, Magi Fest in Columbus, and it was so inspiring, man, to see all these kids building gimmicks. Like there, yeah. there was a eighteen year old guy, dude, who went like like just crazy. Like how how the hell do you think about that? First of all, right? Because any gimmicks that these kids showed us, it's like brand new. You know, it's like it's not a flat mm. card. Like. 15 flat cards on one card with <laughs> elastic fucking magnets, everything. And it's like, here's a red card and he shakes it. And like, like the blue was just appearing super smoothly and everything uh, was just like, how the hell do you think about that? And it was inspiring <laughs> for us to, to just watch this, you know? So magic, I think is in good hands right now. It's just different from back in the day, I guess. Look, I, I, I session with some of the members on my YouTube channel yeah. The other day, I'm in there with a nine-year-old doing a Pharaoh shuffle, poker-sized oh. cards, you know. And this was after he'd shown me a card routine that I was unfamiliar with. And uh, this, wow. you know, it's like That's nine years old in Pharaoh shuffle. Right now, so, yeah, I go, I go to Egypt and shuffle cards. Um, yeah, Pharaoh shuffle. The, um, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My jokes are slow today. I'm talking. About yeah, I'll slow it down. The uh, the, the crazy thing that uh, when, when I see that kind of thing, I love it, yeah. like 15 flaps and I'm like, oh, how do you think of that? Yeah. Cool. But I also, and I think you might, might agree, that my favorite thing is when I see something that someone made some new fucking brilliant idea with an old ass thing we've all touched 10 right. times right. Yeah. and we never thought of it. But if you show me something like that, dude, I will go home being like, that's yeah. the, that's, that yeah. guy's a genius because I've held that in my hand. I've right. stared at it and thought, what can I do? And I didn't come up with that answer, dude. Yeah. That will murder me every day. Yeah. So I love that so much, so much. Yeah, man. So it's true. Coming a different world out there in the magic arts. I'm happy I think the latest, <laughs> the latest thing that that happened to me was seeing Henry Harrius's uh, Liquid Cash, which is an impromptu bill melting through another bill. Oh. And it's it's the first time I've seen an effect that Australian currency our money could actually, our plastic money could actually be used right. for. And, oh. and then when he show, when he teaches it, I'm like, how the hell, same thing. Have I not looked at money and gone, oh, I could just do this and it will look yeah. like it's going straight yeah. through it. It's like blow my mind. So now I have this impromptu bit. People have two bills. You can fold one up like that, put one in the middle, right. melt it through like slowly. I'm like, how the hell did you come up with that? Does it? Does the the fact that your money has a lot of clear windows in it benefit this trick? Is that how it helps it work a little bit? It doesn't help it, no, because no, and that that normally makes it worse, right, for our tricks. Yeah, if we can't, if this method that is what made it work. Yeah, so. yeah. 
No, it. no, it's um, it's just the fact that you can um, still do the effect because our money will only be clear on one side. So as long as you fold it and you have the clear side, like at the back, for example, right. it's not going to see through. Wow! Uh, into what's going on? Did you guys have? Yeah, it's. Did you guys have plastic money before us? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, well, we've had it. We've had it forever. Yeah, yeah. We've had it forever. Oh, yeah. If you're enough, yeah. they come on everything. You have to, be able to wash it off. Oh shit! Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, all of our bills you have to crack open with a chisel before you use them. It's really frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say what I think you said? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you don't know the rating on this. I don't know what the podcast is at 14 a. Let's call that it dirty money. Yeah. <laughs> did, you get, did you guys do like extreme burden stuff like that? With like, did you guys find a way to do that with plastic money? Uh, Josh found a way to do it. Yeah, Josh actually did come up with a way to do extreme burn. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah, the only way I was able to do it was to turn it from paper into our currency. So what I what I did was I got um you know when you used to get your photos developed like at the photo store like you take your camera down and it would get developed you know into this this photo kind of paper so I would just buy that paper blank and I would cut it to the exact size of the bill I'm using and then I would col- color the edge of that paper the same color as the note in case there was any um using in case it wasn't paper. aligned perfectly yeah and so I it was like uh fake money into real money so i'd like dodgily write like 20 bucks on it uh-huh. and then you could change it into real so yeah i would do that at like banks and stuff like bank geeks and whatever yep That's but cool. who wants to carry around like gimmicks this, yeah you know this 600 dollars gimmick <laughs> basically because using all the different notes dude i, <laughs> I tell you when i when i knew i was having a tr- like uh, when i was starting off and like you know gonna be a full-time magician uh, two separate times I had to peel apart my extreme burn to pay my rent. And both <laughs> I was like, Ooh, this is hardcore. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a tough, tough trick to do. If you can't afford yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I know, you, I I know just, don't pay rent. So that's, <laughs> there it is. Genius. <laughs> Absolutely genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, so that's the reason. In 2040. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, I feel like, I feel like you've got a, you've got a trick for us, Alex. I feel like your hands are like, they're warmed right up. <laughs> Like I, I did the appearing beer can. So. Uh, that's yeah, that's true. Go on, Alex. Show some of that magician stuff you do so well. See the deck? Yeah. No, I'm going to do a real trick. Don't do what you're yeah. going to do. No, I'm, I'm going to do a real trick. I'll give you space. There you go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Why are you getting naked, bro? No, I'm not. I just wanted to do my pants up. I've been down since <laughs> Doug, show us something, Doug. Show us well, that's an actual trick, you know. That I, I don't recall who I saw do this, but you come up for a peek oh, and you a, say, that's Alex you say stop, and then it oh, that's like that. There. Holy shit, yeah. you did better than oh, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Was that well, something you oh man, this is not even a thing I do, but if you do peak tricks, this <laughs> is a good little quickie. You say, look, I'm just gonna have you say stop at a card, do your secret wow. business, and do it yeah. like that. Yeah, that's that's the goods. Do you play around a lot with uh lapping? No, obviously not. Oh man, you know, <laughs> but, um, lapping is one of my. I, I love it so much. That's a classic they're, comment they're, from a non-worker. So yeah, right. <laughs> from a guy who lives in his parents' basement, lapping, I laugh a yeah. lot of things. <laughs> well, I do all the Slidini material. Was that? Yeah. Yeah. Heaven. Oh shit. Well, 
right. Things so, are falling again. We're good. Go on, Josh. Show him a magic trick. I know you wanna. You've been fanging yeah, to do that new yeah. melting bill through bill trick since you, you know what? You know, I got a question for you guys. What's your um, what's your favorite trick that came out this year? Like what what do you perform the most? Like what's cups your and goal? balls? Cups and balls for real, yeah. No, but for real, I, I know you perform cups and balls. So maybe, maybe my favorite work. trick, my favorite trick that's come out this year, like is in 2013. Yeah, maybe like within the last 12 months. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You know, actually, you know, I got one for you. I got one for you. We had, we had Michael O'Brien. We had Michael O'Brien on the podcast recently. Yeah. And he was talking about this magic trick that he was releasing called Pokey Wild. Okay. But it's like mm. a magic trick with Pokemon cards. Anyway, I bought it because like support a brother, but also. Um, the trick is actually really good. <laughs> like I was actually surprised at how good it was. What's the effect? So, uh, it, well, it's a wild card, you know, like a, like the gypsy cards kind of thing, where you like take a nine, for example, and you turn all the other cards into nines as well. But in this case, it's like with with Pokemon cards, like quality Pokemon cards, and it's actually just a really nice. I like classic tricks, so it's nice to see a spin on a classic. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so that's uh, and it's just given me a great ideas for future videos too, which is super cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I awesome. I, I heard something. I, I know we all know about that, but uh, like being relatable all the time, like staying relatable with people and things that that's happening, you know, every year and, and stuff like that. Uh, what was the thing that Chris Billsworth? I don't know if you guys know Chris Billsworth, but I'm, I'm getting older now, and I'm and he's like, it's crazy how there's doors that's going to close for you because you're getting older, but there's so many that's going to open also, but it's all about like being relatable with the audience and thing that's happening in the world today. And I think Pokemon cards, man, are, I saw a guy do a Joker's tube, but instead of using like the, the three colored ball, he uses like a Pokeball, you know, like a Pokemon. So I was like, Oh shit, that's good, man. You know? Yeah. 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 Right. True. I'm never going to call him and hang out with him, but you know, <clears throat> <laughs> Don't worry about getting older, man. If anything, uh, Doug will give us all hope. Look at him. He's got a young man's mentality. Colonel Sanders of magic over here doing my part. We, did, uh, we interviewed uh, Lance Burton the other day in our podcast. Mm. And uh, and we're like, you know, you signed a $100 million deal with Monte Carlo in 1996 or whatever the fuck it was. And, yeah, that uh, was a good gig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He's like, oh, it was a good gig. He's like, yeah, so I'm sorry. But uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, I was, you know, 36 when I went in and I was 50 when I came out. And, uh, and like, I'm 36 right now. So I was like, whoa, someone offered me a hundred million dollars. Right now. That's crazy. It's crazy how far in your career you can feel like you are at 36. And still, it, 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 when I look at Lance's life in my magic mind, that's his career was 36 to 50. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, in, I disagree completely. I, I, well, exactly. I know. It, Cause, but I'm so much. Uh, that's Ryan. That's all I. That's when I got introduced to him. You know what I mean? I saw him at in Vegas when I was 21. So like for me, that was his career. But you're right. He had so much before that, and that's how I feel about my career. But I'm like, do I have a hundred million dollar deal coming down the pipe? And then you look at guys like fucking Joe Rogan or whatever get a 200 million dollar deal when they're 48. And yeah. then that's mm -hmm. like for somebody that's younger, someone 18 years old, be like, oh, Joe Rogan's. They don't know Fear Factor and and and. Yeah. Uh, radio and, and all of his comedy shows and stuff they, they go oh joe rogan's chris already is 48 like everyone's markers just moves and it's different and it's hard to even know uh it's hard to not be discouraged if you're not doing well and it's hard to convince your wife that it's going to be okay one day if you're not doing well you know what i mean <laughs> like you can look at your like oh give me 12 more years i can do it well that's why i don't come in yeah i mean 
I mean, the, the thing about, especially this type of line of work too, is that it rewards consistency. I mean, if you stick with it and you have to live in your mum's basement or whatever to get through it, eventually it all comes full circle and all of a sudden your mum's going to be living in your basement, bro. Yep. You know Assuming what I'm saying? Assuming you're working hard at, at it. It's not just yeah, going to yeah, happen yeah, yeah. if you're consistent and yep. just, you know, not caring and not trying hard. You know what I, I mean? Go. I, well, I heard, I heard Piff say on uh, Penn's podcast once, and Piff said, some people need to know that maybe you're just not good enough. <laughs> no one tells me that. I was like, I was like, that's hardcore. But like, honestly, we all know a couple people where you're like, yeah, you should, yeah, you should hear that. <laughs> the problem with with our art form is that it provides access to supposedly being able to do the art just by learning the secret. When in fact, that's not the art, and so that's the problem with our art, right? Yeah. Just mm. between us, I can think of someone that we know. Yes, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should send that person that clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing of uh, talking about, like, uh, like exactly that, like explaining uh, you can buy the tricks and buy the art. Like Steve Martin famously saying that, like, oh, magic's the only art form you can buy or talent you can buy or whatever mm. the fuck it is. It's so interesting because people are like, uh, oh, you're giving away secrets and uh, explaining secrets online or whatever. I'm like, bro, the most popular show is Penn and Teller Fool Us. Yeah. Fool them with things that they know. So oh, point. Like mm. they already know. You think they don't know about a missed call? I fool them with a missed call. I tell them after they go, yeah. ah. still blow that still blows my mind that you they fooled them know with a missed call. So you can blow my like I'll teach you a double lift and then I'll fool you with a double lift immediately after and you won't know. So like like teaching those magic is not really a problem. And and the same as, as you can't just buy it the same way you can't just Oh, I'll just Google the answer. No, no, no. You still don't know shit. Well, we can buy talent. Yeah, you can. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, you can. You can buy talent. Magic's a, literally a talent that you buy in a box. You know, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because, uh, like sometimes I get questions about like, do I, do I have any, cause I do a couple of tutorials on my channel and stuff here and there. Sure, yeah. and, so, and some people are like, Oh, don't you feel bad about revealing like magic tricks and stuff like that? And I'm like, fuck no, man. Are you kidding me? But like, how do you th- how do you think most people become magicians? They yeah. learn a magic trick from someone and they become obsessed with it. They start doing it themselves. I was like, that's how I got into magic. So like, I like to think of my tutorials as a potential gateway drug for future magicians. You know what I mean? Like I, I release that tutorial. Someone finds it. Who knows? Maybe one day there's going to be the next Lance Burton and they'll be like, yeah, my career started because uh, that street magician dude taught me how to Look, find I talk guard. about you know Sirocco. I, mean? I watched a VHS tape in 1984. This guy, <laughs> never heard of him since, but he taught Doc Daly's last trick in the cups and balls. And when I was right. 11, that guy changed my life. And I'm talking right. about him. That's it's. It, 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 I bet I bet magicians hated him. Put him <laughs> there you go. Doug was my coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, John, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Hey, Doug, what's a VHS? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. How, how old are you again? Uh, 26. 30 in April. 30. He's almost going to be 30. Wow. Dude, That's wild. man. I'm 31 at the moment. I'm getting old. How old have you been living out of your parents' house, though? Since I was 15. That joke is getting... It's, getting, it's not. Look, I got new information. Yeah, it's, 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 you only say that because you never moved. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Answer a question honestly, finally. All right, Josh, you have one question for Alex. He's going to actually answer it honestly for the first time in his life. It's an exclusive for Magic Guys podcast. Go for it. Josh. Okay. 
how much did it cost to go to Turkey and get your hair, your hair done? <laughs> it's. I, I don't want to say it. it's. It, it was twelve thousand dollars. Twelve. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but but, but it, you know, like it's 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 pretty. It's it great, man. It doesn't look like a fake hair. Are you going bald at one stage? Is that what's going on? Use the promo code bottom of the barrel and get ten percent off. And, and also to get ten percent on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That would be you nailed that. Yeah. Well, wait, were you going bald, bro? Is that what's going on here? Am I missing some vital key information? No, oh, it's uh, No, hell no, dude. Oh, I was gonna say you should do the Lex Luthor treatment, like this guy. Josh looks great with a bald head of hair. What's uh, what's Chris saying about my hair? You know, like the genie thing. Was the I don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> Chris always says. Uh, Chris Ramsey says Alex looks like he found a magic lamp and wished for hair. The non specificity of that, whatever that word is. It's like so on, a, on another note, and you got this guy. Fuck. How how is the bottom of the barrel going for you? You guys excited uh, about future podcasts and stuff? Yeah, we we we've uh, we've really started doing more uh, interviews. We're doing more magicians and comedians, and uh, before it was just me and Chris talking forever. But now that you know the world's wide open, and him and I are traveling more together, we're bringing we got mics for bringing on the road. So we're interviewing more people. Bringing people up to Montreal is hard. So having guests regularly is hard. And we're not a setup like you guys are for virtual. So uh, we just like, we're like, okay, well, we'll take on the road if we have to. And, uh, oh, you love it so much. We're getting about, um, I don't know, four to 5,000 people watching on YouTube. And then we're getting right. 12,000 uh, downloads audio. So, you know, a good podcast will hit 12,000. And normal one hit about eight. And uh, it's so fun, man. And I, uh, we, have a, we have a 1-800 number called 844-BOB-TALK. Uh, and you can call that and leave us a message, question, comment, uh, conspiracy theory, whatever you want. And wow. every episode we pull up a couple of those, and that gives it a lot of fun too. But dude, the people, uh, specifically like Chris, uh, that are just in his uh, orbit that are like, "I'll oh, come on your podcast," is immense and amazing. And they're just like, "Yeah, sure." And you're like, "Why am I?" So we have some really cool ones lined up of people that I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> we're talking." Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, all crazy. right. I'm like, we got, I'm like, I'll fly there. I don't care. You know, so it's gonna be really this, cool. This, uh, this is a beautiful thing about a podcast, right? You get to just chat with uh, really, really the most amazing minds. Yeah. Money though, it's like the most broke thing I do, but I spend most of my time thinking about it. So are I you do doing theater style shows still with this, or are you doing more personal deals? Uh, we're not doing any live shows right now. We will next year. Um, yeah. We're gonna get, we're gonna get our, our our visas for the states again. I had mine, uh, but then it lapsed because of COVID I'm going to get my visa back and we're going to go back into the States and we'll start doing more. And we might bring the podcast on the road there. Cause it's a lot of fun, especially yeah. at comedy festivals and stuff. They work really well there and we don't need a big room. Just throw us 50 people in a fucking room and like, let's do it. It's so much fun when you have the interaction, you guys doing a live is super smart because you get the chat and you can pull from there. And uh, the audience interaction makes it because like, why else we even do this? Right? Like we're only so interested. Mm. Of us, also, of us. also speaking of that, do we have any question in the chat? Like, is there is there someone who asks? No. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're nobody, only nobody's only watching. Feel, uh, Doug was my gateway drug. So, what? Oh, there's a question there. Where is West not doing great tricks? I don't know. No, no, that's not in there. No? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to seeing Alex's podcast. That he'll. What? What would you call your podcast, Alex? 
uh, hairdo. 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 Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, the rabbit in the hair. I thought actually about doing a podcast, but in French, obviously. You'd be like, yo, what's up, guys? It's Alex Boy here, back with another episode of The Rabbit and the Hair. And today, we're talking about hairspray. How much should you use? When should you use it? And is it actually flammable? Find out next time on Hairdo. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good, actually. That's it right there. Yeah. I'm going to take that bit and just, you know, say You'll for never it. do a podcast. No, fuck that. The hardest part about uh, doing a podcast is still doing the podcast, like you guys have found out, right? Like, it's just consistency. Because like you're like what? Well, fortunately, I- fortunately, Josh does all the work, so I just have to turn up, which is fantastic. I love how you said that. Like we didn't know that. That's so funny. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know that you know that. I just want to make sure that anyone that doesn't know that now knows that Josh does everything. No, it's why it's why I have no hair now after two years of podcasting. Well, Chris, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Like you weren't going bored ten years ago, but <laughs> we, we have a well, producer. We have a producer. Josh's that- career has always moved much faster than his hairline, so. Yeah, <laughs> well, it definitely, it definitely didn't help it. Oh, uh, sometimes, and I love the, you know, I love the dynamic of our podcast. But sometimes, like, because you can Bluetooth your phone, you can patch it into the roadcaster that that we're using to record this. And sometimes, I've literally called Jason, like, while we're live on the podcast to see where he is. And sometimes, it's like, hello, like he's just woken up, and I'm like, this is great, you know, the dynamics of, of the three of us working late. I was working late. How many podcasts did you do? What's this episode? 107 or something? This is a this is 109. That's what uh, I said. Yeah, you just cut me off before I could finish my thought. What's your all-time best one? Who who is your best one ever? Oh, obviously Eric Leclerc. Really? I think no, 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 I think, no, no. I I think to be honest, I think no. Pig Cake is our highest viewed one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Oh my yeah, god. That was some controversial stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please bring him back. I missed that episode. Please bring him back. We've, you know, we've had a few good ones. I don't, I don't know who my favorite one is. I've definitely, every time I've had uh, Alex on, I've enjoyed it. Thanks. Um, same with Eric. Same with. Uh, Alex Andrea? Sorry? Yeah, Alex no, Andrea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, no, I don't know. I don't know who my favorite is, to be honest. I think that we've just yeah, had a lot was- of. You know, I've, we've had a lot of surprising ones too, where you'd like invite mm. someone on, and you're like, "This is gonna suck," and then you talk to them, and you're then like, "Oh, actually, this person is pretty fucking cool." Like last <laughs> week, last week could have gone any any direction. Yeah, with Jack Brady. You guys ever talked? Oh shit! Have you ever had with Keith Brown? I'm- we Keith haven't had Brown. him on before, no. Okay, talk to Keith Brown. And talk to him specifically about festivals and fringe festivals. Mm. He's a Canadian guy, but he's done all of yeah, the fringes yeah. all over. And he really has found a weird niche in fringe festivals. So Keith Man. Brown, spelled like you think. And and he will fascinate you with fringe festival stories. I want that information. Wow. God, yeah, I want okay. that information. Because And Alex, watch this fucking podcast because you should do fringe festivals. Mm. You should do fringe yeah. festivals, Come on. Bro. You watch it, and that'll be a great time. Dude, that French, festi- French festivals list. are incredible. Talk about discoverability, man! Like that, you know, like headhunters go to these things looking for talent for shows and stuff. Right. So, right. like, so, like, often you'll go there, and then you'll just be booked for the next like year. Because my all-time you know, favorite comedian is Tim Minchin, and he discovered fully from French festivals. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, wow. That's yeah, insane. Uh, he's That's a insane. Western Australian Rob, guy. Robin Robin Williams was a street performer before he was famous too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. You didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Robin Williams. <clears throat> yep. 
Yeah, like Damn. a lot of people, like, uh, what was it? Um, Penn Gillette was a street performer too before he was famous. Oh, yeah. Right. Gillette, yeah. And, uh, and, and that's uh, like all of these, you know, Amazing Jonathan, Harry Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I'm it's sure that's, where you, to, that's where you go to cut your teeth, man. That's where you go to do. I, uh, I did it poorly for two years. That was my first two years performing, trying to figure it out, man. I did it badly, and I I, I learned what I liked and what I didn't like very quickly. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. You also yeah. get like uh, you know, street audiences are the most honest, so they will tell you if something sucks. Like, if you're ever curious, like, is this joke funny? Try it on the street, man. And if it doesn't land, it's probably not funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're also well, like. Thieves, they steal each other's good lines all the time, and you're looking down the street being like, "That's my line." It's really awful. Yeah, that's pretty common. But you know, they—it's getting better now. Like, you'll get shunned for stealing a street performer's original line now. Oh, that's like good. street street performer community is a very tight community now. So yeah. everyone knows everyone. Yeah, that's dope. Well, guys, yes, we're we're getting to the end of the pod now. So look, usually we get the the guests to leave us with some kind of wisdom. So I mean, that can be in any format you want. Uh, what do you want to What do you want to tell the viewers? Wisdom. Is that it? Yeah, it's <laughs> advice. Perfect. Sort of advice. Mm-hmm. Be obsessed with what you love. Period. That's it. Yeah. Love. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of the Magic Guys. 